0: Love Talk Radio.
1: But so we are making a stand and we're waking everybody up that 9-11 was an inside job. And you are the minority. You are the cowards who don't know the truth. You're the people that serve this evil system. You're the people that serve a system that hurts innocent men, women, and children, not just Iraqis, not just Afghans, not just Africans, but the people right here in this nation. You serve a new world order that attacks and feeds on you. And I'm here to tell you that you will be defeated. Your hours are numbered we've got the energy we've got the life force all you've got is evil backing you up all you've got is greed and liking going to look at yourself in the mirror because deep down the new world order is a pot-bellied chicken neck ninny and all the armor and all the weapons are nothing you are nothing compared to good you are nothing compared to life and you will be defeated I want the individuals out there, I want free humanity to turn themselves loose, to cut the chains loose, and to use the end of that chain to slap the New World Order right upside the head. You've got the power. You want to know who's going to defeat the New World Order? It is you. You're the individuals that are going to be able to defeat this system. You're the individuals that are going to be able to take down the new world order. It doesn't matter if Ron Paul wins. It doesn't matter if they rig the election. What matters is that we're starting to stand up. We're starting to move. We're starting to find our legs. We're starting to build our muscles. We're starting to realize that we do have power. And we can work together. And we can take action. And that the naysayers are a pack of weak liars who have never had any successes in their life. And who are upset and frustrated to see us beginning to have victory against tyranny they don't have any respect for themselves they don't have any vision and they don't have any will and they sure don't have any of the power that shines out of God's soul and energizes all life in the universe They have wed themselves to death, and they will crumble, and they will fall, and for eternity, we wed ourselves to life, and to everything good, and everything that flows from it.
2: All right, everybody. Yeah, phone lines are quiet tonight. Oh, my goodness. Uh Uh-oh. Wow, where is everybody? It's Friday night, huh? Oh, yeah. All right. I understand. Okay, not a problem. Nobody cares. Nobody cares about America tonight. You know, hey, everything's okay. We got a little bit of money still in our pocket, right? Hey, why not? You know, what the heck? We don't need to tune in to no show here tonight. Why not? What the heck? You know, who cares? You know, nobody cares anymore. It's Friday night, party time. You know, why not? I'm on the podcast, podcasting, podcasting. Hang on, people are sending me messages. I'm on the podcast. Don't you read the freaking news feed? Hey, man, I only got five thousand freaking followers on my Facebook page. You don't see it. <laughs> I mean, oh my goodness. All right, well tonight we're gonna go. We're gonna deep down. We're gonna go offend some people here tonight. We're gonna we're gonna be a, a offensive tonight. Offensive. We're gonna talk history, true history of America. Okay, stop messaging me messaging me, all right, uh, anyway, we're gonna talk some true history. we're gonna talk about the things that people don't like to talk about, and we're gonna go deep down you know and look at the struggles that the people have had with each other in in America over the past hundred years, I guess, so we're gonna maybe there's gonna be some offensive language in this documentary. I didn't make it. I'm just replaying it. But, it, uh, you know, so when you start getting to the 50s, the 60s and stuff. You know, people talked differently back then. I mean, they weren't politically correct. So, uh, you know, people had a little more balls back then, I guess you could say. But uh, today, you know, you, you say boo to somebody and you can face a lawsuit. But, so I'm not responsible for any of that, or I'm... Don't share the views or opinions or, or the rebroadcasted blah 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 blah. Copyright this blah 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 blah. Trademark that. Okay? So anyway, we're going to go ahead and play it here for you. All right? So uh, anybody wants to comment there at the end? Phone number 657 616 Press the number one. It is Sunday.
3: The morning after a Ku Klux Klan meeting in Durham, North Carolina. These <laughs> men are members of the United Klans of America, Knights of the Ku Klux Klan, one of the most exclusive organizations uh, in America. Be hard. It excludes it's many Protestants, all well, Roman Catholics, right Jews, Lord, Negroes, Spanish man. Americans, Puerto Ricans, and anyone else who, according to the Ku Klux Klan, is not 100 percent pure American. I don't hate niggers, man. I don't. I don't. I don't
4: associate with niggers. But on the other hand. I don't associate with common white trash or Jews or Catholics, if I can help it. Right.
3: This we'll is the right grand right. dragon of the North Carolina realm of the United Clans, J. Robert Jones. Former sailor, bricklayer, lightning rod salesman. He now reportedly rules over more than 50 clabberns, or chapters, and their 7,000 dues-paying members. I think the nigger has rights in this country. He should have equal rights,
4: but separate rights. It's worth 100 years in the South, and I think it will work now. But if he was the nicest fella in the world and, and Lyndon Johnson said I had to associate with you every day, I'd tell Lyndon
3: Johnson to go straight to hell because I wouldn't associate with you. This is the Grand Clunsell, the late Matt Murphy, fed- who until his recent fed- death was chief legal counsel of the, of the United Clams. His he favorite targets were the right Negroes, America, Jews, the back Federal back Reserve down. System, and international bankers. I had made speeches before the United Clans of America, and they were the only organization that ever went on record after I had talked for two solid hours on the viciousness of the Federal Reserve Corporation and how it has built the taxpayers and American citizens out of all the money, and that Great Britain has removed the bank from the International Bank, and their bank is back under the crown. This is a Nighthawk of the United Clans in North Carolina. A Nighthawk is responsible for the security of a clavern. Uh, Why did you join the club? Well,
4: I've got a wife, five kids. I think that's enough reason. I want them to be have a country to raise be raised up in like I was. Mm -hmm. I wasn't forced to go to school with niggas. I wasn't forced to eat with them. And I want them to have at least the right that I have. This This is Mr. Outlaw.
3: Wherever Jones goes, Mr. Outlaw, the grand clexter or guard, is at his side. In the group are the three defendants indicted for the killing of Mrs. Liuzzo. Eugene Thomas. William Eaton, and Collie Leroy Wilkins. Asked, uh, that, these men had little to say. They preferred listening to their counsel, that? Matt Murphy Jr. I read in my vote. As a man, the Negro race was an inferior race, and that was the history that was taught me when I was in school. They hadn't been, been too long ago. They always
4: have been. They always will.
3: Well, where do you
4: think the money is coming from behind the civil rights movement? From the communist party, from the Zionist Christ-killing Jews. And I say Christ-killing Jews because they have not been afloat since the, since they crucified Christ, and their relatives can be traced back to the ones that's running the streets today. What about the role of the Catholics in this, Mr. Jones? Like uh, the reason Cali cannot get in this organization, his first allegiance is not to the United States of America. His first allegiance is to the Pope. They believe that the church should rule the government with the Pope at the head. And if they're right, there's a bunch of people in this country that are all wrong. Let me uh, say this. We have never had a drop of blood spill between a white man and a black one in any town in North Carolina that we had the Klan organized. Well, and we are doing our best to keep down trouble. But my people are, everybody in this country is organized, with the exception of the white Protestant Gentiles. Your niggers have your uh, your NAACP in court, along with your sorry white trash. You've got uh, Benavarits for your uh, Jewish people. You're not one which is a secret fraternal order, as they say, and nobody's ever talked about investigating that, which they should in uh, here. But the white Protestant Gentile, the only hope and the only salvation that they have left in this United States today is the the United Klan of America Incorporated. We saved the South twice, or the Klan has, and it looks like we we just have to do it again.
3: One with the two added turn. Now, the next thing is going to tell us that they're going to dissolve this legislature. We've got to go home. As far as they have attempted to reach in this directive, I wouldn't be surprised at what they try to do in the future. I think it points up. This plan position that we are in this country, and especially in view of the fact that it is the main thing that our founding fathers tried to guard against, and that is the judiciary trying to take over and run the government. I am convinced that the purpose of trying to get these children in school together is to create incidents between the two so that the schools will choose up sides with the white on one side and color on the other side.
5: And provoke gang
6: warfare in our
4: schools in the South, just as they have up in Harlem right now. I don't understand it,
5: gentlemen.
0: We are definitely on the road to socialism. And God help us if we have to continue along this road.
3: That's all I have to say, thank you. As far as I'm concerned, this 14 pages as uh, though they had never been rendered and printed. I've said before, I intend to sit at my desk and vote every time that we have a bill coming up for the bottom of people of State of Louisiana in protecting our inherent rights. I intend to do it. And if they seem to send me to jail, I hope they'll have an extension on the button and I can keep on voting the same way there. But what I'd like to say, quoting from some past characters, to hell with the court order, full steam ahead. Let's keep going. Thank you, gentlemen. The governor of Louisiana, Jimmy Davis. We asked him today, is there anything the state can do now? And we always have a lot of avenues, and we're we going to continue to use every means we know how. That's for the
4: good of everybody, and I must say again, it's without prejudice, because nobody in the whole country, no man in any state, is a better friend of the colored people than I am, because we've gone out to make every provision in the world. And that, when I say that, it
3: not only applies to me, it applies to members of the legislature. Because what is done here, we think, is good for the state, it's good for the people, it's good for the white, it's good for the colored, and it's good for the entire nation, and it's good for the whole world. What the state government is now trying desperately to do is first to keep pressuring the school board. Second, to convert the public school system to a system of private schools which the courts couldn't touch. The state defies the court on the basis of a state's rights doctrine called interposition, the idea that a state can interpose its power between federal law and the people. The court has already dismissed interposition as nothing but an escape valve by which state governments blow off steam while federal law goes into effect in spite of them, as is now happening in New Orleans. Integration slowly gathering momentum. This afternoon, when classes let out at William France School, newsmen counted ten white children who had defied the white boycott more than any other day this week. They were driven to school and driven home by members of Save Our Schools, another force in this struggle, an organization dedicated to keeping the schools open. Most Save Our Schools members are not integrationists, but they insist that token integration is not the disaster that padlocks on school doors would be. We asked three of the 2,500 members why they're in this fight. I believe in public
7: education. I think this is America's great contribution to the world.
3: of course, my reason, uh, I think my prime motivation is the fact that I'm in business. And uh, I think we've had some very shocking experiences in our neighboring states in this matter of the effect that uh, closed schools would have on business. And certainly when this thing was uh, contemplated, even before uh, school was to open in September, we felt uh, some effect economically in the city. Have you felt so. any effect since immigration came to New Orleans? Very definitely, very definitely. What, what kind of effect? Uh, I think that the, uh, that the retail stores find that they're off between 20 and 30% in their sales. Oh, really? The tourists oh, okay. are not apparently not coming to New Orleans, the tourists who ordinarily would come. So this kind of thing, a great business thing Blatt, is business nice great about Mr. Baxter, why not death? What about you, Mrs. Baxter? Why are you in this organization? Um, well, as a lawyer, I've always been interested in constitutional law, and I thought that perhaps I could make some
0: contribution in helping to clarify the legal situation. The uh, politicians, I think, have misled the people in Louisiana, by telling them that uh,
3: there are legal devices that can be used, which will work. You think oh, no. There is no legal device other than close all the schools in the state and completely withdraw from public education. Well, it's now, in Baton Rouge, you hear interposition mentioned, that is, the state interposing itself between the people of the federal government. That's, that's not a valid device? No, no. This is not a legal remedy. Interposition <laughs> is
0: a persistent theory but it is only a theory. It has never received any uh, legal
3: sanction from the Supreme Court of the United States. And as a matter of fact, uh, the idea of interposition is impossible. If each one of the 50 states could decide which federal law they would obey, well, the union would dissolve overnight. Interposition is a word that Ruth Nell Bridges hasn't learned to spell yet. While the legal debates proceed and injunctions are handed down, While federal government fights state government and Save Our Schools fights the White Citizens Council, Ruth Nell Bridges has to go to school. She goes every day with two United States Marshals, rolling through the neighborhood in which she has grown to be six years old, and up to a school where she is the only Negro student. very large, no more than 70 or 80 people, but it is always very loud. This is what the only Negro student and the only truly integrated public school in the Deep South sees and hears every afternoon. And the white children that used to fill the corridors of William Grant School in of 19... Well, they still gather at school every morning, but only a few go in. The others meet in a cluster on the school grounds, and then they board buses to segregated schools in the next parish. Supervising this operation is a man named Armand Dubio. The farmers' association to which he belongs is paying for the buses. He gets his drivers where he can. Uh, all right. As long as we get kids men with men that the get kids, it's never be all right. We've got to have school and we do it. But, uh, okay. well, thank you very much. We'll see. Armand Duvio is president of the France School Cooperative Association, which hopes to set up private schools with state aid. In the meantime, the bus left for the older children. There isn't room in neighboring St. Bernard Parish for the first, second, and third graders to go to school, so they aren't on these buses. They stay home every day. By Christmas, the segregationist parents hope their own private school. In the meantime, the buses roll, leaving the desegregated public school buildings almost empty behind them. Fine store headquarters everywhere you can be sure of a Merry Christmas this holiday season when you buy your gifts at Firestone. And now, back to Charles Kuralt in New Orleans. Something should be said about this town, and you can say them best from Bourbon Street, where life has always been easygoing. New Orleans is an easygoing city. It's not a place in the grip of racial tension the sound of the trumpets on Bourbon Street still ring truer than the new unfamiliar sound, the raucous shouting on street corners in front of schools. This is just too worldly and sensible and friendly a place to give in long to an emotion like hate. Take a walk down Burgundy Street, as I did this afternoon, and what you see is the old grillwork balconies over the narrow streets, all lying there in the sun. Whites and Negroes live side-by-side in the French Quarter, their fathers live side-by-side before them. The residential segregation that marks most cities, north and south, just isn't here. The races shop together on Canal Street, of course. Then they ride home on the same bus together. This is a southern city, but it speaks in an accent tinged with French and Spanish and There's a mixture of races that long predates the 1954 decision of the Supreme Court. That court decision and the march of events that have followed it have brought New Orleans to its dilemma of this week. It is a real dilemma, but not a hopeless one. New Orleans is still a city of goodwill, and when you leave the small, rowdy mobs at the school, you can still feel it. Undoubtedly, Four six-year-old Negro girls cannot feel it, but they are caught amid forces that do not come naturally to New Orleans. School segregation comes naturally, but hate does not. And that is the central fact, and that is the great hope. This is Charles Keralt. Good evening. Next Friday night and every Friday night at this same time, for the drama of big events, Keep an eye on eyewitness to history, brought to you by Firestone, whose thousands of quality products serve mankind around the world, pioneer and pacemaker in such essential and diversified fields of industry as rubber, metals, plastics, synthetics, textiles, and chemicals, Firestone. Fulfilling its pledge always to make the best today still better tomorrow. Tonight you've seen and heard reports by Charles Kurok in New Orleans, Baton Rouge, and New York. This is Hugh James speaking for Firestone.
8: In our bodies
3: on the line uh, for something that we felt was right and something that was just. Uh, when you travel through the South, you hear people still referring to people uh, as the Freedom Riders uh, because that effort, it was a part of, it was like a holy crusade that people were prepared, uh, willing, uh, ready, in a sense, if necessary, to die for a noble cause. Arch, it was widely believed she would have to serve some time not necessarily so today in clinton tennessee she plea bargained her way into possible continued freedom 27 year old mary p evans entered a guilty plea in return for a suspended sentence of one to three years she agreed to continue psychiatric treatment convict william timothy kirk pleaded guilty to escape and armed robbery agreeing to accept consecutive sentences of five and thirty years in prison he already is serving 65 years for armed robbery and awaits sentencing on charges in the killing and wounding of fellow inmates
0: what
7: i tell my friends I buy Stouffer's Lean Cuisine
0: because it's always less than 300 calories. And it's low in fat. And it makes it easy to watch your weight. And it's a very good idea to eat light.
3: But I have to confess... ...talked about weapons. Hapke delivered 22 one-quarter-pound blocks of military TNT, 17 caps, 59 feet of military detonating cord, and some booby-trap devices. During a meeting at this restaurant last month, Hapke allegedly told the undercover agent that for $250,000, he could deliver 10 machine guns fitted with silencers, detonating cord, dynamite, and plastic explosives. Explosives that look like this, and as seen in this training film, can demolish a car within seconds. And Hapke kept his promise. Sticks of dynamite started pouring in. Well, as you know, everyone in this country is concerned about terrorist groups getting their hands on this type of material, and it's... Individuals like this that have access to them that uh, can be and often are a source of supply. 100 sticks and 12 and a And a few days later, Hapke delivered another shipment of dynamite. There is national concern about this. ATF all throughout the country has uh, initiated investigations uh, such as this one, uh, some of which have already proven to be successful, some of which are still uh, underway. Yesterday, a caravan of law enforcement officials descended on Hapke's home in upstate New York. Hapke wasn't home, but officials, later joined by bomb experts from nearby West Point, found a stockpile of guns and explosives. While they were still conducting their search, Hapke drove up in his truck and then tried to flee. A chase ensued. Within minutes, Hapke was brought back in handcuffs. Last night, Hapke identified his contacts for the military weapons and explosives as a man who worked at West Point. He says his name is Gregory Romano, a member of the Army Reserve and a civilian employee at the base. Romano was also arrested and charged with the unlicensed sale of stolen explosives. Law enforcement sources say that even West Point is not immune to the epidemic of thefts from military bases. Thefts that the military, for whatever reason, have been reluctant to admit have been happening. Harold Dow, CBS News. The odds man is out. Jimmy the Greek Snyder talked himself out of his job with CBS Sports Today after some controversial remarks yesterday about athletes. Robert Shackney has that. CBS said it fired longtime sports commentator Jimmy the Greek because of his remarks yesterday to a Washington TV reporter about blacks taking over pro football. Remarks that the network said in no way reflect the views of CBS Sports. Jimmy the Greek's longtime fellow commentators were as dismayed as the network. We were all shocked, I guess, is really the mild way to put it. Shocked. I don't think there was any choice at all. I I think Jimmy the Greek fired himself. I, I don't think the network let him go. I... You just can't defend statements like that. These were some of the comments that got Jimmy Snyder in trouble. And he's bred to be the better athlete because this goes back all the way to the Civil War when during the slave trading, the big,
4: the owner, the slave owner would, 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 would breed his big black
3: to his big woman so that he could have a, a, big, a, big, a big black kid. See? Now, I mean, that's where it all started. Snyder's comments lit up CBS telephones around the country. There were hundreds of calls most sharply critical. One longtime sports critic said Snyder's comments reflect a pattern of racism in sports and television. Mr. Snyder is not the problem. The problem is the fact that he felt so comfortable making the statements that he made. And what that tends to indicate is that the circles that he moves in in the higher echelons of sport and the media felt uh, quite comfortable uh, with those kinds of sentiments. Scholars who've studied American slavery say Snyder is repeating myths, not history. Normally, the slaveholders let their slaves pair off naturally and there's simply no truth to the breeding story. Uh, Certainly the historical explanation he offered is nonsense. Snyder issued a brief written statement after he was fired, saying he was consulting a lawyer and adding, I am truly sorry for my remarks, and once again I offer my heartfelt apology to all I may have offended. Most people connected with football were shocked by the events, but few of them were really surprised. The teams were integrated years ago, but old attitudes are hard to change. Robert Shackney, CBS News. In this country, a stunning verdict this afternoon in the trial of 13 white supremacists. Among charges they faced, conspiracy to overthrow the government of the United States and start an all-white nation of their own in the Pacific Northwest. Bob McNamara reports from Fort Smith, Arkansas. Two months after the accused white supremacists went on trial here amid heavy federal security, the verdicts from the all-white jury came on the fourth day of deliberations. For Robert Miles, a former Michigan Ku Klux Klan leader, innocent of seditious conspiracy to overthrow the federal government, also innocent of the same charges, were Richard Butler of Idaho's Neo-Nazi Aryan Nations Church, and Lewis Beam, a former Texas Klan Grand Dragon. For the ten other defendants, some of them serving long prison terms for Neo-Nazi activities, all were found innocent of attempting to assassinate federal officials and innocent of transporting stolen money across state lines. Defendants said theirs was a victory for a system they have been accused of trying to overthrow. Said ladies. Gave their decision that freedom of speech, freedom of association, and freedom of, uh, of religion is alive and well in America. All the power should come down to the county, and everybody can live together. And Washington D.C. would be a nice part. The, the prosecutors were stunned by the defeat. Uh, no, we, had, you know, we don't feel that it was a mistake at all. No, all that we wanted to see done is that, you know, see that justice was done. We, we brought the case. We presented it. We did the best job that we thought we could. In a form of courthouse theater, defendant Louis Beam took his bitterness. to... To the foot of a nearby Confederate monument. I want to say to hell with the federal government. Beam's wife later collapsed. The government's losing such a case is a heavy setback in its war on racial hate groups. Prosecutors had hoped that convictions would finally break the back of organized white supremacists. But as some of the jail defendants returned to their cells, the defiance continued, one shouting proud white forever. Bob McNamara, CBS News, Fort Smith, Arkansas. Still to come on the CBS Evening News. They have marched alongside the Ku Klux Klan in Tennessee. They've fought in the streets near Detroit and been arrested for making terrorist threats in Los Angeles. And last month in Cincinnati, their attempts to disrupt a peace rally nearly caused a riot. They are young neo-Nazis who call themselves skinheads, and they have been tied to violent acts against Jews, blacks, and Hispanics from coast to coast. They're violent people. And their form of entertainment is to administer violence. While the number of skinheads across the country remains small, fewer than 1,000, investigators say their acts of violence and vandalism are on the rise. In August, former white supremacist leader Greg Withrow was attacked by skinheads, who slit his throat and broke his jaw. They tied me to a board and he drove nails through my hands. Today, Withrow has healed from his wounds, but warns that skinheads can be killers. They're like sharks in the water, wolves in a pack.
8: They're extremely dangerous. They can at any time commit an act against anybody.
3: In Chicago, police believe skinheads were involved in recent attacks on Jewish businesses. In San Jose, California, this skinhead was arrested for allegedly threatening a black woman. He grabbed her by the arm and said, if you don't pay the toll... We're going to hang you in that tree there. They have a history of engaging in acts of criminal violence, and their rhetoric is absolutely genocidal. Skinheads have used TV interviews to spread their message, appearing on cable access channels in more than 40 cities. Sounds ready to fight on the street we fight anywhere, wherever it takes. Nobody wants violence, but violence sometimes is necessary to get a point across. No, you're not, you're not, you're not. Investigators worry that these aggressive racists will eventually leave the youthful skinheads to join other white supremacist organizations, bringing with them a willingness to use violence to achieve their goals. Peter Van Sant, CBS News, Atlanta. Now, recovery of promise is Will Whitaker's report on rising racial tension in the United States. The Justice Department and the FBI continue to investigate last week's clash between New York Mets pitching star Dwight Gooden and several white temple police officers. Gooden was badly beaten when he and four friends were stopped for a traffic violation. Police say Gooden and his friends attacked the officers, but several witnesses say police used racial slurs and beat Gooden when he was down, offering no resistance. They were uh, screaming the North Pacific I by far with it, and in Sweden,
4: in many cities all over the United States that have
3: started upload units here and there. In Mississippi, the extreme right has given skinheads lessons in firearms and intolerance. Jews to Israel, uh, Mexicans to Mexico, uh, Puerto Ricans to Puerto Rico. Where people feel they're happy, let them have their freedom, but leave America in peace. In Spokane last week, a skinhead was convicted of attempted murder. Provoked by nothing more than racial hatred, he stabbed a black man in portland an ethiopian immigrant was clubbed to death in november three skinheads are charged with his murder two skinheads were arrested in the stabbing death of a black transient in tampa across the country there has been a wave of assaults graffiti intimidation the highest concentration of skinhead violence is on the west coast for the last two months, we've seen a real increase in, in large groups of skinheads, large groups being anywhere from a dozen to 20 skinheads, uh, assaulting to a max of, uh, of three people. Skinheads are not into making money. Skinheads are into spreading hate. In spite of their violent impact, there are not very many neo-Nazi skinheads. One recent count puts their number at 2,000, spread across 21 states. Here in Seattle, there are perhaps two dozen. But police say that's enough to account for an increase in violence in the city since September. Do you favor violence? I would necessarily favor it that if I'm provoked you'll I am provoked you will i will buy it. See you later. Bye. Have a good day. Reverend Terry Morgan spends most of his time on Seattle yeah, Streets, got, uh, where he's uh, known as the uh, Padre of the Punks. There. He understands yeah. the appeal of extremist politics yeah. to those who have little to lose. It does get them a sense of belonging. Uh, which they wouldn't have anyplace else, a sense of identity. Down the coast in Portland, there are probably 60 hardcore skinheads. What are you fighting against?
4: Destroy the Zionist occupational government.
3: And what is the Zionist
4: occupational government? All the minorities that are in the country, the Jews that control our government, the foreigners that are controlling our government right now. Violence is being given as an alternative uh, to the kind of fears and anxieties many of these kids have out on the streets. Uh, gives an organized uh, uh, solution to their problem. How many of you are Nazis?
3: For many skinheads, the violence seems more important than the ideology. When you go out booting, booting on the fags, you prevent the spread of AIDS. What but do you call it, booting? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I use your fist, You, you use, use your, your boot. <laughs> that way, when his blood comes out of his
4: mouth, it don't get in the cut on your hand from punching him in the teeth. <laughs> and way, you don't get in. Basically, I love intimidating people, you know. The bigger they are,
3: and if you intimidate them, you know, it's funny you laugh about it. Those who battle racism are watching carefully this alliance of hate and anger. They hope these are no more than young hooligans. But they fear the nation's hardcore racist movement is being revitalized by the skinhead's youthful rage. John Blackstone, CBS News, Seattle. Hate, bigotry, and intolerance do not respect national boundaries. In this country, a new study concludes that all sorts of hate crimes are surging. And as correspondent Jacqueline Adams reports, in more and more cases, hate doesn't just hurt, it kills.
0: Rally is just one example. Bigotry and racial hatred are on the rise all across the nation. We don't have anything against the black race or any of the other races except for the Jewish race. They are ruining our country. The statistics are frightening. In 1991, hate crimes against Jews, blacks, indeed all minorities, skyrocketed. A Ku Klux Klan monitoring group reports a doubling in hate crimes from cross-burning to murder and a 27% increase in white supremacy groups.
4: Now, this includes the whole realm of the white supremacy movement, skinheads, neo-Nazis, traditional Klansmen. Other recent reports have
0: similar findings. 119 attacks against Arab Americans, three times the number in 1990, and almost 1,900 incidents of anti-Semitism, an 11% increase over last year.
8: Individuals are more willing to confront Jews, to attack Jews, to assault Jews, than they have ever been in the, in, the, in the past. Researchers say popular culture is partly to
0: blame, what with some rock stars using anti-Semitic, racist, and sex... ...back America.
3: I'm running for state representative district 94, which is our district. In Memphis, Scott Shepard, former Klansman, founder of the National White Rights Association, says most American problems are really about race, from welfare abuse to affirmative action. It's nothing more than racial discrimination against better qualified white people. Shepard is following the footsteps of the Klan's favorite son. When David Duke won the legislative seat, it uh, it rung
4: the bell with me that you can win on these issues.
3: David Duke found success saying out loud what other politicians only whispered. now republican presidential contender pat buchanan's tough stands on welfare immigration and foreign aid are encouraging those on the white right pat buchanan i love him man if he gets on the ballot here he's got my vote from the deep south to the far north candidates with Klan backgrounds and ties to white supremacy groups are running for everything from constable to congress they're running undercover on mainstream tickets mostly as republicans And they're driving party regulars crazy. I just think that they simply carry our ideas too far in the extreme. Way too far in the extreme. Bearden is bracing for a political season that promises the likes of Ralph Forbes. I don't care what you say about me, just spell my name right. A former Nazi who two years ago won Arkansas's Republican primary for lieutenant governor. It's an embarrassment to have someone like him roll on our ticket. There is basically a war of genocide against my people, the white Christian middle-class American people, and some of us are going to fight. You pay the right black preacher and you get all the black votes in that district. Among the items on Forbes' unwritten agenda, a plan to send black Americans to Africa. They could be a real blessing as pioneers and pilgrims going back there and, and saving their, their homeland and their motherland, and I think we ought to help
8: them. Power in this country, I think that's what we're aiming for.
3: You know, Arkansas those Ozarks. Clan grand wizard Thomas Robb plans to run for office, too. In a year of political discontent, he sees a window of opportunity for Klan candidates.
8: The political wins in this country are definitely changing. They're coming from a different direction.
3: Oh, my gosh. You have to call queers gay people and all that stuff. If you don't, if you aren't politically correct, they want to crucify you.
9: We are here today in America because we love this country, we love our heritage.
3: But carefully chosen words and a whitewashed image can't hide the old ideas. What do we want? <laughs> the old divisions <laughs> <laughs> that haunt American politics. I believe we should have a white country.
4: White people are being discriminated against.
3: Homosexuals? What are we talking about? I am a christ person, and we are going to take our country back. It's not a racist thing. It's a political thing nowadays. In campaign ninety-two, the dark side is running for daylight in little rock bob mcnamara for a high on america a dangerous standoff in the mountains of northern idaho may be nearing an end bill Ligatuda has the latest for nine long days randy Wee has been holed up in this remote mountain cabin in idaho surrounded by an army of police and federal agents Weaver is a white supremacist, wanted on gun charges. He began his siege after his son was killed and a friend wounded in a shootout with lawmen last week. Weaver's Vietnam commander, former Green Beret Colonel Beau Grites, has been negotiating. Today, he talked Weaver's wounded friend out of the barricaded house. We consider this as a tremendous step forward uh, when you think about how this all started, and we're anxious for a final resolution. Yes, it was revealed that Weaver's wife, thought to be alive with him in the house, was dead, presumably killed in that earlier shootout. Now, the main concern is for Weaver's three young daughters, also with him, said to be okay for the moment.
9: Never will you take another woman
3: down! Meantime, white supremacists, tax revolters, survivalists, and other assorted radicals continue to gather near the cabin. To them, Weaver is a folk hero, a symbol of those who want privacy from government. Tonight, this bizarre standoff continues. Bill Lagatuda, CBS News, Los Angeles. There is national soul searching today on another score, the hate crime in Texas where a black man was apparently dragged to death behind a pickup truck. President Clinton today called that crime, quote, outrageous, not what this country is about, unquote. CBS's Jim Axelrod is in and around the scene of a crime in Jasper, Texas. On the marquee of Bill Lersey's car wash is a message for America. Jasper, Texas is in mourning. We shouldn't have this type of problem, you know, just a isolated group of individuals, you know, that are absolutely crazy. The problem is the murder of James Byrd. Dragged behind a truck, his head found a mile from his body. Three men are charged with what investigators call a hate crime, targeting Byrd because he was black. According to police, one suspect said, we're starting the Turner Diaries early. That's a how-to guy for white supremacists wanting a race war. In Jasper, people don't want three suspects representing the whole town. Don't label us. We're good people. We've had a problem, and we're taking care of it. Jasper is a down-home East Texas town of 8,000. There's a black mayor and black councilman. There have been black school board presidents and hospital administrators. But judging race relations here, like everywhere, is a question of who you ask. There's been no inkling of any racial strife in Jasper, Texas, ever. Uh, but for others, memories of a Klan rally five years back in Viter, Texas, 50 miles away, are too fresh. A lot of white people will tell you there is no open. That's because they're not living it. They don't live on the same side of the track that I live on. Walter Diggles, born and raised here, says nothing that happened could only happen in Jasper. If you take a picture of Jasper, Texas, uh,
4: you, you take a snapshot of, of America.
3: It's best and it's
4: worst.
3: And what's been developing in Jasper so far this week has not been easy to view. Jim Axelrod, CBS News. Jasper, Jasper the Tanks. Texas town made notorious
0: by a hate crime, was the scene of a hate rally today. Although emotions were running high, a rally by the KKK went off without violence. Bob McNamara was there.
3: The tension was as thick as East Texas heat. The cops. Are you committed to a peaceful day? The questions... Are the clan. the kind of attention no town wants. This is my city. If I can't walk on the old, my own streets, where in the hell can I At most, 20 were robed and hooded in their symbols of hate.
9: We are for white and
3: white only. And then marched in about the same number of new black Panthers.
9: You lied on us the last time and said that our guns were not loaded. We'll let
3: you know they're loaded today. With every business on the courthouse square closed for the day and several people detained by police, this Deep South passion play was acted before as many cameras as a Super Bowl.
9: Now we're coming back with the real army, you no-good racist
3: Almost forgotten was James Byrd, Jr., the man dragged to his death earlier this month and his three accused killers suspected of having white supremacist ties. We will leave this courthouse. Let's go, let's go. During serious trouble, the Klan was ordered to leave and for police, couldn't go fast enough. The Black Panthers claimed victory for ending it all. So step out of my way. Tonight, after lots more heat and little light shed on this case, it is quiet here. But like most nights in Jasper, it is an uneasy peace. Bob McNamara, CBS News, Jasper, Texas. It was the Federal Hate Crimes Prevention Act that allowed the FBI to enter the Jasper, Texas dragging case.
0: And now it's a brutal murder in Texas that may have been racially motivated and stunned the nation goes to trial today. A black man dragged to his death down a quiet country road. This morning, opening statements begin in Jasper in the first of three murder trials. Bob
3: McNamara is standing by in Jasper with more. Good morning, Bob. Good morning, Jane. Well, today, this small town's worst nightmare continues. Now, this sad story moves on to what could be the long-running trial phase. On trial will be 24-year-old John William King, the first of three white supremacists facing the death penalty in the brutal killing of 49-year-old James Byrd Jr. last June. Byrd, the man chained to the back of a truck and dragged along a road for three miles. His head found a mile from his body. The three accused killers, all ex-convicts with ties to prison white supremacist groups, will be tried separately. And the prosecutor left little doubt the first trial will be about much more than murder. Uh, this trial is, uh... It's more brutal and it's more racial than you guys anticipate. It's a bad case. While James Byrd's killing brought calls for hate crime laws, it also saw a clamor for attention from the Ku Klux Klan as well as the Black Panthers. And now is then. The security measures, including the use of federal agents, is expected to be unprecedented to ensure the trial won't be disrupted. We do not want anything interfering or influencing this trial in any way. We're all here for one thing, and that's justice. The final racial makeup of the jury has not been revealed, but the judge has put out the word it will not be an all-white jury. The prosecutor hopes the trial will last just over a week, but that's only in the best of circumstances. And like most people in this small town in the tall timber of East Texas, they are hoping for the best. Jane?
0: Bob McNamara in Jasper, Texas. Evening Thank you. News
3: with John Roberts. Good evening. Police in two states are now looking for the drive-by shooter after a Korean man was shot dead outside a church in Bloomington, Indiana this morning. That shooting follows others in Chicago on Friday and in Champaign, Illinois, late last night. Randall Pinkston reports police now believe they know who they're looking for and that he is a member of a white supremacist group. In Urbana, home of the University of Illinois, police have identified the suspect in a two-state shooting spree as a former student there, 21-year-old Benjamin Smith from a suburb of Chicago. Smith has been linked to a hate-filled site on the World Wide Web and domestic violence. After shootings in Chicago and two nearby suburbs Friday night, which killed an African-American man and wounded six Orthodox Jews, police say the gunman apparently drove to Urbana, where he wounded an Asian student, then moved on to Bloomington, Indiana, for his second murder victim, a man outside a Korean church. Police have also linked the suspect to a shooting in Springfield, Illinois, where three African-American men were wounded, and possibly another shooting in Decatur, Illinois. In the Orthodox Jewish community of West Rogers Park, Illinois, reaction to the attacks ranges from bewilderment to outrage. 15-year-old Ephraim Wolf was one of Friday night shooting victims as he was walking to a nearby synagogue. He's recuperating at home from a leg wound. Who goes and shoots people? does to shoot people. You know, it's just like, what? Why are you doing this? It's like, it's crazy. I don't really feel hateful. I don't feel like Revenge. I'd like the guy to be caught so he doesn't hurt anybody else. As police intensify their manhunt for the suspected gunman in a light blue Ford Taurus, the racist website connected to Smith may yield new clues. In it, there's the claim of a racial holy war. We wish to clarify one thing. That war did not necessarily be violent. Police now insist the prime suspect, Benjamin Smith, may have broken the rule. Randall Pinkston, CBS News News. This is the CBS
0: Morning News for Monday, July 5th for joining us. I'm Julie Chen. The man wanted in a two-state killing spree is dead. Police say Benjamin Nathaniel Smith shot himself during a high-speed chase last night near Salem, Illinois. It capped a string of shootings that left two people dead. Barbie Harley reports. This may have been the last place the suspect struck before he died. Police say a man driving a blue Ford Taurus fired four shots into a crowd at a Korean church in Bloomington, Indiana, Sunday. One worshiper was killed. Investigators also think the Saturday shooting of an Asian college student in Urbana and the attempted shooting of two black men in Springfield that same night are also related.
3: If you are going to look just at the
4: victims that he has targeted, I suppose you could consider it a hate crime.
0: Police say Benjamin Nathaniel Smith had a history of handing out racist literature. He also matched the description given by Chicago police of the gunmen wanted there in three drive-by shootings over the weekend. Friday night, six Orthodox Jews were wounded while walking home from synagogue. A little while later, former Northwestern University basketball coach Ricky Birdsong was shot and killed near his home. Two Asian Americans were also shot at but
3: not hit. Court Judge Joan Humphrey Lefko, who he allegedly tried to have murdered because she ruled against him in a civil suit. And it was after the time that she uh, issued that decision against uh, Matthew Hale uh, that he began the efforts to solicit another person to uh, uh, to kill her. At 31, Hale heads an organization called World Church of the Creator. On its website, the group refers to Native Americans as an inferior human subspecies and blacks and Jews as the mud race. A former member of his group, Benjamin Smith, went on a deadly shooting spree against minorities in Illinois and Indiana in 1999. Killing two people and wounding nine before killing himself. Those who track hate groups say Hale is a dangerous man. Many hate group leaders are
0: smart. He's both smart and educated. And he's had great success in gathering people to his organization.
3: Today as he arrived in federal court in Chicago for a contempt of court hearing, Hale had a warning for the judge. I've the judge. I mean, she's defending it, and she's going to be appearing in my court pretty soon. Minutes later, he was handcuffed, arrested, and charged with trying to have her killed. He could face 30 years in prison. Byron Pitts, CBS News, New York. Race and civil rights are issues in President Bush's renomination of Mississippi's controversial Charles Pickering for the Federal Appeal School. Authorities in New England are preparing to try to head off any trouble this weekend when white supremacists say they will demonstrate against a growing community of newly arrived African immigrants. CBS News correspondent Jim Axelrod has the story. The barricades in Lewiston, Maine, will soon be manned by the largest turnout of police in state history. White supremacists have called for a demonstration there this weekend. Matthew Hale was the one doing the calling until he was arrested yesterday on charges of planning to kill a federal judge in Illinois. You know, the charge that they charged Matt
8: Hale with yesterday should send a clear message to people, that this is the kind of people you're dealing with.
3: Hale's group is targeting the thousand or so Somalis who've moved to Maine's second largest city. We are not scared of anybody. We are not scared of the hate people, the, um, whatever they call themselves. The Somalis have come steadily over the last 22 months. When we visited last fall, we found the predictable tensions. It's overflowing now, you know. I mean, we have to take care of our people. If the small, cold, largely white city of Lewiston, Maine, seems like a curious first choice of a new home for people from Somalia, well, it wasn't. Most of the Somalis here started in Georgia, Tennessee, or Louisiana. Uh, But big city problems in New Orleans and Atlanta drove them north to a slower pace, lower crime, and good schools. This was a safe place to raise kids. But the school and welfare systems are strained under the increased load. Last fall, the mayor asked the Somalis if they could stop their friends from coming for a while. I just told them very reasonable requests. I said, give us some breathing. We need some help here. We're we'll maxed out. The Somalis were furious, but an apology diffused attention. Now tonight, with some unapologetic outsiders coming to make new trouble, it feels different in Lewiston. I think they're all dangerous because they're unpredictable. It's colder, a lot colder. Winds from the outside can do that. Jim Axelrod, CBS News, New York. Following up. With all the post 9-11 emphasis on protecting America from foreign terrorists, you may be surprised to hear this evening that federal authorities have cracked a homegrown threat in Texas. Correspondent Bob McNamara reports officials may have headed off the worst domestic terror attack since Oklahoma City. Bob has the inside story. In the East Texas hamlet noonday, known for onions, not anarchy, federal agents arrested this common law couple last April hiding a weapons cache, including the makings of a sophisticated sodium cyanide bomb capable of killing thousands. 62-year-old William Krar, with ties to white supremacist groups, pleaded guilty to possessing a chemical weapon and faces life in prison, while 54-year-old Judith Brewie pleaded guilty to conspiracy to possess illegal weapons and could get a five-year term. They certainly had the capacity to be extremely dangerous. What agents found at this storage facility shocked them. Photographs obtained by Dallas CBS station KTVT show illegal machine guns, boxes filled with a half million rounds of ammunition, homemade bombs, bomb-making instructions, antidotes for nerve gas, and a Ku Klux Klan calling card. All of it discovered after fake documents William Craw mailed to a New Jersey militia member were actually delivered to a New York address.
0: Why did they pick
3: such a small storage facility? Why did they pick this town? Mysterious, too, are seized papers indicating plans for a covert operation. One document, titled Procedure, lists code words for meeting places and notities to be referred to as zones. Other notes give code words and instructions on how to throw law enforcement off their trail. In the wake of 9/11 there is concern that homegrown terrorists may be operating under federal radar. It's
2: All right, here we go. Let's do this last one here. This
7: is Democracy Now. I'm Amy Goodman. Hundreds gathered this weekend to mark the 40th anniversary of the Greensboro Massacre when 40 Ku Klux Klan American Nazis opened fire on an anti-Klan demonstration in Greensboro, North Carolina. Over the span of 88 seconds, the Klan and Nazis shot dead five anti-racist activists who were members of the Communist Workers' Party. Ten other activists were injured. No one was convicted in the massacre but a jury did find the Greensboro police liable for cooperating with the KKK in a wrongful death. This is a clip from the documentary The Guns of November 3rd by Jim Waters, a a news camera person who was on the scene and filmed that day. A warning to our television viewers, some of this is graphic.
4: We can take our country back from the Communist Party. We take it back from the niggers. It's time for us to band together. We have to get in the streets and fight blood up to our knees. By God, it's time to get ready to fight. Give them what they want. Fight for
3: this country.
7: Of the five people killed in that 1979 massacre. She and other
2: survivors successfully yeah. sued. All right, everybody. Joseph Gibson Podcasting here, understanding the times in which we live today. Well, the Greensboro Massacre here, as you know, I brought podcasts here from Greensboro, North Carolina, and they're lying, totally lying, 100%. They, they attacked the Klan when the Klan was coming in there, and they were standing up against the Communist uh, Work- Workers' Party. Which, you know, communism, we, you know, communism, what the hell, man? I don't want communism, you know? I don't, well, I don't want them in my community either. I don't want no communists here in my community, you know? We don't need no communists in America, you know? And, well, the Klan was just there going, you know, driving down the road there, and you could see it in the video, the guy's jumping up and down, woo, woo, get the Klan, jumping up and down like a freaking psycho, uh, you know, and, and and he was, you know, they were screaming, hang, you know, had nooses and everything of uh, the Klansmen, you know, hanging. And, uh, hey, he <laughs> watched the video, those guys were getting packed, man. <laughs> they were like, Screw this, you're going to attack us, man. You know, and, and they did, they attacked the caravan, so that's a lie. It's all a lie. That, that's the truth. And look, if that pisses people off, the truth, too damn bad. It's the truth. That's what happened. You know, I don't want to hear no other crap from anybody. So I get two messages right now. That's what that happened. Yes, that's what happened. You watch the video. You can see it. You jackass. All right. Anyway, six five seven three eight three zero six one six. Going back in time. Started out there in the beginning. There we start. We end. We started with North Carolina, and ended with North Carolina. Interesting, huh? North Carolina always first, huh? First in flight, right? North Carolina. It's amazing. How the hell can they be first? God damn, they're so freaking slow around here. How the heck can they be first? I don't know. But uh, all right, everybody. Uh, if anybody wants to chip in here tonight? Uh, six five seven three eight three zero six one six. You press the number one, and you can comment. Don't be afraid. I mean, you know, you just talk about what you want to talk about. Anything you want to make a comment. Anybody? Anybody remember those days? Anybody was a part of them? I mean, I knew a couple of those guys back uh, years ago. Uh, the ones that are in the 90s, there, the early 90s, and the they, media. And the point that I'm trying to make is the media throws this spin on everything. Now, I'm going to tell you right now, the Jasper, Texas one, right there. That's that's just absolutely appalling. And any idiots that would do that, that that right there, I would never condone something like that. It's Absolutely terrible. To, to wrap a chain around somebody's neck and tie him to a truck and drag him. That's a cowardly way of attacking anybody. That's disgusting. And I would never condone anything like that. So if anybody's saying, yeah, that was cool, don't even call in here because, uh, you know, that's absolutely disgusting to, to deca- decapitate a man's head like that. And, and the guy wasn't doing anything wrong either, you know. I mean, not to say that it's okay if he was, but I'm just saying he wasn't doing nothing. You know, I think he was coming home from work or something, but, uh You know, so that's absolutely disgusting. But most of those stories there are the spin on it. Now, in the beginning, we started off with the schools integrating, being forcibly integrated. And that constitutional person was absolutely correct. The only remedy to fix that problem would be to withdraw from the public school system, break your contract, withdraw from the jurisdiction of that uh, that jurisdiction. You'd have to withdraw from there. That's the only way. You couldn't sue. There was no way you could sue the white, uh, the all-white council there that they had, and then the other council. There was, you know, there, there was nothing you could do. There was no lawful remedy. So she was absolutely correct when she said that, and withdrawing would have been the uh, thing to do. Now I remember in Connecticut they did a, a forced busing in Connecticut, in 1992 or three it was, where they would they were taking the kids from the cities. And they were bussing them into the suburbs, and then they'd taken some of the suburbs, and they were doing like a lottery. And they would handpick certain kids and take them from the suburbs and bust them into the cities. And they went nuts up there over this. I don't know if anybody remembers that or not, the forced busing. And the uh, Invisible Empire, Knights of the Ku Klux Klan, got involved. And they were the only organization that actually stood up against the politicians up there. And they actually they did away with the forced busing, and then they did a more volunteer type of program. So that was a victory there. Because if I have a son or a daughter and, I, you know, I work hard and I buy a house in a nice neighborhood up in the, up in the uh, suburbs and, you know, uh, want to send them to a good school, and the government's going to come in and say, you've been picked, your daughter, your son's going to be going to New Haven, Connecticut, Hill House. Anybody from New Haven, Connecticut know what Hill House is like? <laughs> Talk about, you know, uh, the Bronx there, you know, uh, Bronx, New York. It's a jungle. Okay, rapes, murders, and the school shootings, uh, metal detectors, uh, drug deals in the hallway. Oh, I didn't think they go to school there. Well, I think it's just there to go sell drugs and party and prostitution or what have you. I mean, it's a complete dump, Hill House, New Haven, Connecticut. But anyway, they were, that's what they were going to do. They are picking kids and sending them down there. Imagine that. And that goes for anybody, black, white, or whatever. They're going to tell you you have to go to a school like that? No. No. And that's what it was and they tried that. It was uh Governor Wacko there, Governor Weicker. Uh I think that was his program that he was doing his name was Governor Weicker. I know he he only ran one term and he ran on the no income tax thing and and uh he and they imposed an income tax and they rallied like ninety thousand people were spitting at the governor when he tried to go to work and everything. It was cra it was crazy back then, the early nineties. But uh check the phone board here, check the call board, see if anybody wants to participate in tonight's show. If you got a story you wanna share, or you wanna talk about this subject or talk about something else, that's fine. All you gotta do is press the number one, unscreened, uncensored. I'll bring you on here, um, and uh, make your comments. And how does this reflect to today? You know, the same things going on today. You know, who's really the problem? What's the problem? So let me go with my first private caller. Go ahead, private caller.
9: Yeah, you know, you know something, Joe? I'm tell you something, man. There was a time in my life when the biggest security threat I had in my life was white, racist gangs. I was moving into a racially integrating neighborhood, and I got beaten fairly regularly by crowds of young boys. I'm a little kid, and they just jumped on me and beat me up and all that, and I remember that quite vividly, and that was, once upon a time, I considered that my greatest physical security threat, but uh, no longer. Uh-uh. What i imp- more afraid of, of. than Klansmen than Klansmen or fascists or Nazis or anything else. What I am more afraid of right now is this government, this rogue, lawless government. That and that's, is seeking what to that's what creates this. That's what creates All manner it, of tyranny on me, and is, it is not protecting me, my country, my likelihood, yep. my prospects, and everything else. I am
2: infinitely more afraid of this rogue government. Sarge. That's what creates this problem. Did you listen in the beginning there? What I played when they were first. Whether you support them or you hate them or not, the thing of it is, is, they were standing up against this communist manifesto, this this new this this, uh, this uh, progressive movement that began yeah. in the early 1900s. If you remember, Grand, oh, you know? that, was
9: it Greenville that they they, uh, they accused the Klan of starting a riot when it was quite clear from all the video that the uh, Klansmen responded to an armed threat from a, from a, uh, a counter protester
2: armed they with a firearm. My, yeah. yeah, that's the green I mean, massacre.
9: I mean, it doesn't matter yeah, what you true, think yeah. about the Klan or anything else. Anyone has a right to defend themselves against an unlawful attack. So guess who attacked the them? Sorry,
2: smart argument. Guess who attacked them? The Communist Workers Party.
9: That's who I attacked know,
2: them. I know exactly. I, I remember <laughs> that very well. I remember that quite well. You
9: know, I mean, yeah, I'm crazy, not but, fool. I'm not you know, fooled by that. Even if I don't agree yeah. with the Klan, obviously, I'm still going to say, you know, they have a right to defend themselves against an unlawful attack, and they're not initiating such.
2: Yeah, yeah, and they weren't. They were just I mean, it's
9: driving not through an attack. It's, it's not yeah. even anything to argue about.
2: That's right.
9: Hey, I got another caller You can I I like even, even hope that the Klansman gets, you know, gets... Offed by the counter protester, but recognize that legally they got an absolute right to defend themselves.
2: Well, that's true. I mean, everyone has a right to defend themselves, you know. And they, like you said, they weren't yeah. going there to attack anybody, but they were. But they did want to rid them, rid their city of the communist communism. Communism well, is i no, I'm fixed, with anybody who wants that because
9: believe me, there's no yeah. greater threat to human health, safety, and security. Even racists are not as big a threat as our communists
2: and Marxists. They have a I don't think there is such thing as a racist I don't think there is. I don't think there's such thing as a racist. I think there's you know, look, if people want to be separated or separate themselves, that that should be their individual right and and freedom to do so. And you should be able to do that in America, right? You should not be forced to do anything. Association
9: is pretty much an absolute. But I was speaking when I when I use the term racist, I'm using the term as it's commonly understood by most people, whether that's correct or not. Yeah, when I say race, well, I'm saying that the greatest threat to liberty, freedom, physical security, and everything else is Marxism and communism. There is no greater threat right now. Especially right. not right now.
2: You got that right. I'm going to bring on 7— uh,
9: to, to recognize that. You can see it all around us, what's happening yeah. all
2: around us. Yeah. I'm going to bring on a 708 here. Here it goes, 708. Go ahead,
8: 708. Hi, um, calling out of uh, Cook County, Illinois, um, right near Chicago. Um I was actually uh having a question uh that almost ties into a bit of what the previous caller was talking about, the communism and so on. And uh I just wanted your thoughts on this uh this New World Order and how and, and ultimately how we're seeing uh we're seeing the uh action plan unfold of the of the coronavirus 'cause it's obviously more than just a virus at this point. Especially living here near in Cook, in Cook County, so near Chicago, so I, uh, I hear about. I mean, you still have people running around, taking shots, and then wearing masks on their face. And I wanted to know if, sort of, just your thoughts on uh, on the new world order. If you know about the vaccines are not, what you'd call vaccines, and so on. And I'd like well, to know your thoughts on that.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, let me tell you You this, think it's right a big now. medical hoax. Well, last night we interviewed the uh, Long Beach, California Health Department on here, and we brought them on, and we talked exactly the topic that you would have loved to listen to, so you have to go back and listen to that show. Uh, and it is a big hoax, and they're, the digital ID cards that they're going to be forcing upon the people, and these health department people, this is what they believe. They believe that your constitutional rights should be surrendered because of this uh, this uh, bad head cold that you have that or you know this uh, this variant that's out there that they admit they openly admitted that this vaccine that they have is an experiment and it does not solve the problem or cure anything that they know of it's an experiment it's just a trial thing and people are loving it and they're wanting more and more of it and it's, it's insane what these people told me last night on this interview. I mean, it was just totally, I mean, we got a kick out of it at the end, but it's just insanity that uh, what they have in store for us. And, yeah, it is a part of the New World Order plan. From what I see from the U.N. documents and from what I've heard from inside sources is that this is going to be the p- plan is to have it on a, as a digital app downloaded on your phone, and you're going to be, and if you're out in public, the police can come up and say, I see your phone, and it's going to see, show you if you are been vaccinated or not. You won't be allowed to go to public events. You won't be able to go out. Right here in uh, Greensboro, North Carolina, today they mandated the mask again. You have to wear the mask. If you want to go into any public uh, uh, store or restaurant or anything like that, they have to implement the mask policy. That's what they're saying. And people aren't doing it like in mass masses. But it won't be long before they force it upon the people. And in Australia, they already declared martial law. Uh, I think it was yesterday. Uh, Sarge, we covered that, right, uh, martial law. So yeah. they, they got troops, yeah. troops in the streets of Australia right now arresting people for coming yeah. out of their houses. So what happens that have... way, brother? <laughs> it comes this way. Remember, heard, Australia is one not more? some third-world country on the
9: fringes of South America or Africa or the Middle East. Uh, Australia is solidly in the sphere of Western civilization. And yet yeah. and still, they've already gone to martial law dictate. This is profoundly
2: disturbing. Yeah. Go ahead, 708. You want to say something?
8: Uh, I just had to give one more bit here. I wanted to say that in the year 1910, which is now 110 years ago, the world population was around 4.5 billion. Now, uh, oh, and by the way, during, out of that 4.5 billion, uh, European whites were about 35%. So about a third. Now, 110 years later, we're at around eight, eight and a half, so they say. And whites are about 14%, 15% from what I know at the most. So uh, I also just wanted to say this is this vaccine, I believe it also uh, sterilizes people because they, they have this worry about the population is going to explode because you think about it doubled in the last 100 years. I think the shot, just what's in the shot, fucks around with everybody's gene po- the gene pool's. Yeah, and make, it can yeah. sterilize people, especially the kids. That's yeah, you right.
2: And the that's pregnant. Fine. I got a caller right now so that's like, comment on that. Yep. Actually, I mean, yep. from Connecticut, he wants I'll to make a comment to you. I'll listen to the last to night's you. show. Okay. Yeah, yeah, man, yeah, Thank Hey, thanks, thanks for calling in. I appreciate hey, caller, you very much. Uh, I got to
9: look, I got to sympathize with you, caller, because I was an Illinois State policeman. And I worked mainly in Chicago and Cook County for most of my career, and I'm telling you right now, you got Lori Lightfoot, you got Kim Fox, and you got Tony Prickwick on this county board president. I don't know how you can stand it. I swear to God, I have no idea how you can stand it down there now.
5: I'm, I'm business escape, i business
9: ain't dying that fast I escaped from Illinois, man. I had to get out. I just couldn't take it no more.
8: Gotcha. Thanks, guys. You guys have a good night.
2: All right. Yeah, thank you, you, sir. Appreciate your time tonight. Thank you very much. Uh, Connecticut, you want to jump into the conversation? Go ahead.
10: Yeah, just for a minute, we're talking about the vaccines again, so I just thought I'd jump in here and let you know. Uh, the Journal of Infectious Diseases, which is the gold standard that every medical doctor is basically required to read. It's... Uh, scirp.org, scirp.org, the Journal of Infection Standards. It used to be a quarterly publication, but now it's monthly. What what they've published today, yesterday, they've come out and they've said that the COVID vaccine that everyone has taken, well, 180 million in the United States. It's an infection-enhancing anti-SARS COVID-2 antibodies. It's, it's an antibody-dependent enhancement, A-D-E infection, which is the worst thing that anybody could ever see that makes a virus. And in a nutshell, what it means is if, if you've had the vaccine and you get infected again with COVID, your odds of surviving are just about zero. And all these variants, like the gentleman last night said on the phone that are coming out now, is because people have taken this COVID vaccine, which is not a vaccine at all. It's a gene therapy. It's not a vaccine. It's an experimental gene therapy. It is not a vaccine It has not been approved or has been approved recently. And every animal they've used to test it on has died. And Fauci is part of that and And it's horrendous on what has happened to these animals, but yet they don't let the public know in any event, what happens is mother nature's not stupid, and they stick this stuff in your body and and what happens is is your 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 body fights it off and and it mutates into something else, and it's something else. Is what's going around now because the people who are infecting everyone are the people who have taken the vaccine. Now, as I as I as I just said, the people who who have taken the vaccine are, are now infecting everyone with, with this variant. So they're the ones that are spreading the new virus that's that's around now, and if, if they. If the ones who had received the virus come in contact again with, with the original COVID, their odds survival are yeah, very yeah, little. Yeah, yeah
2: yeah I know you said that so, they, so anyone who's been vaccinated if they if they come in contact with the COVID again they're, uh, they have a, a very high percentage rate of dying and that's why we're seeing these deaths and that's what's alarming the government it's not alarming them well it's alarming the workers that think the government's saving them, but the government's the higher ups and these elites. they know what they're doing they're laughing at us they're like <laughs> we got them now you know the Bill Gates foundation you know foundation the Clinton Foundations, all those people that operate on the higher level of those, you know, the Rothschild uh, Banking Dynasty, the J.P. Morgans, whatnot. Those are the people that, you know, are hiding, and you never ever see those people out in general public anywhere. You always see them barely behind a camera. If you do, they're on location someplace. They're never in a studio, because they should be arrested, and there probably is indictments for Fauci right now. Uh, I know there's indictments for a lot of people, but but they're not, but these marshals are not arresting these people. Like they were saying, mass arrest, this and that, and the the QAnon crap and all that nonsense. There was indictments uh, uh, for these people. But um, no, but, but you, how are you going to arrest a criminal in a criminal enterprise that's within a criminal enterprise that's going to hold them in a criminal enterprise? You can't. They own everything. You're not. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not going to happen.
8: <laughs> there,
10: there's, there's been 12,242 deaths this year directly related to the COVID vaccine. There's been 360,000 cases. Of children eight to, eight to eighteen who now have heart problems because of the vaccine. Go read hey, the documentation child, at yeah. the S-R-P. Hey, yes. I'm
9: one in Connecticut. I'd like to ask you a question here. Given the fact that the, we have an open border on the South, and it's not just the northern triangle of countries from which we are seeing this unprecedented level of illegal immigration into the United States. They're coming from all over the world. Do you have any idea as to how many different variants of COVID are entering the United States every single hour?
10: No. And you'd have to ask Mother Nature to, 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 to for your for your answer on that because viruses mutate. That's exactly true. Viruses mutate. But what I'm saying is, is the COVID vaccine that they gave 180 million people so far in the United States is going to kill them. Likely, that's what I'm saying. And we've What's opened it the border. What's
2: it going to do to us? What's do to the, us border, the ones that didn't get vaccinated.
10: We've opened the border to the south, but we've closed the border to the north. I don't know.
2: Well, like for yeah. instance, I'm immune. I, like, I asked somebody scary, that. Man. that now know? that is frightening. That is frightening. Well, how do you? You're immune. The people that are immune, that haven't gotten it, that just don't get it. Like for instance, I haven't gotten it. I mean, I never wore a mask. I don't wash my hands. I'll tell you right now. I'm, you, know, I'm, you know, I am you know, I work outside. I, I go to the gym. I touch everything. And, you know, and, and thank God I haven't gotten sick. But I'm just saying, I, you know, I, you think I would have gotten it. And, uh, you know, by, by their numbers. But, you know, if I – what's that called? I'm asymptomatic or what do they call uh, you that? You may I have pretend.
9: already gotten it, Joe. You might have just felt bad, slightly bad one day. It doesn't affect everybody the same way. Some people get it and have very mild to no symptoms. You know what, have now what?
10: You ought to get yourself checked
9: to see if you got the antibodies for well, we know you might have them. Well, you No, know don't don't me? get
10: yourself don't get yourself checked. What you have now is herd immunity, is what they call it, to, to the virus. Do not get yourself checked. You do not want them stick, sticking something up all the way to your brain with, with God knows what they have on the end of it.
2: Well, that's true. That is true. But I think Sarge being more like a hero you know type of, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm maybe I could be the cure. <laughs> no, but, listen, uh, I, I know what it is. I, it's vitamin I D. I last... What do I do for a living? I work outside, right? I work outside. Yeah. Vitamin D. You know, I'm telling you,
10: vitamin yeah, D, yeah. Vitamin, vi- vitamin D that, that's right. That, that's one of the keys right there. I spoke to this gentleman last night, and he confirmed they used a PCR test. PCR is no way to. Tests for a virus. You could take a PCR test, and you could find Mars in there if you looked hard enough. So that, well, that is not the out. correct way. Play. There's false positives, false negatives. It's not even close to being accurate, and it, it, it's totally wrong from the word go.
2: But they shut down your bank account and they tell you you've got to be vaccinated and you're not coming out of your house. If you come out of your house, you're going to have a freaking National Guard soldier there or one of these U.N. super patriots there that look like an A.I. robot that's 6'10", 395 pounds of solid, whatever the hell they are, mush. And they're going to out with their batons and their helmets ready to slam you down to the ground. You know, so, I mean, what are you going to do? You're going to take that vaccination, buddy boy. Or you're uh, no, to I'll tell
10: you what I'm going to do. If anybody <laughs> comes after me with a deadly weapon, which happens to be a needle, I am going to use lethal force to protect myself.
2: Yeah, that's great. But like I just told you, you got that six foot ten UN super patriot there. That he don't care about oh, American Remember, You it. Americans make good talk. <laughs> yeah, you
9: know, that's as what the training for. Uh, that's we can that's take what the town elephants. Was. <laughs> They're not as big as to elephants people, Let's Go to the gym. town <laughs> <around laughs> too.
10: But let, let Sarge talk. I can't hear him.
9: Yeah, I Go was ahead, just Sarge. saying that, uh, you know, blue helmets make good targets. We could take down elephants, and these guys ain't as big as
2: elephants.
10: Well, I us right, put, it put no, it this it, way, Sarge. I have no intentions of harming anyway, but if you're coming at me with a deadly weapon, I'm going to protect myself.
2: Well, yeah, you're going to protect yourself. That's great. That sounds good. In theory, that all feels good to us. But you know what? When you are surrounded and your house has tanks on, or, or whatever, whatever they do, because you know they can lock down a neighborhood. Look what they did, the, bo- the Boston bombing. Look what they did to that neighborhood in Boston. They went door to door dragging yeah. people out of their houses. You know? Yeah, here's the thing, there'd though, Joe. There would be no, though, no, all, all be no practical principle like, for
10: vaccinated person.
9: Yeah, like I've said many times. Acting as 1, two, three, 15, 20, 30 people, it's easy to isolate them and wipe them yep. out or neutralize them. It's right. easy. Here's the thing. Right. They're not going to be able to do that when you're acting in concert with others by the thousands. They can't do that. Okay?
10: Right. And so here's is the gentleman? thing. If
9: they launch this on a sustained effort, if they do this on a sustained basis, like our founders had to put up with, with the Stamp Act, the Townsend Acts, and all the other intolerable acts, for like 10 years, it took 10 years. Remember, it took 10 years that they put up with it until they finally said yeah. enough, and they broke it. Okay? I got I'm not saying it's going to be easy, but no, we're going to have to some point realize when the tyranny gets overwhelming, people will right. start acting concert, and they will not be able to be isolated and defeated so easily.
10: But right, and the gentleman 20. last night said they went around door-to-door in Long Beach, California, and they gave up because people were resisting it.
9: Well, that yeah, was a Remember, one so that, so that, sustained. A See, this is something they did for a day or two or three, and people said, okay, I'll put up for two or three days. If they start doing this on a sustained basis for months, I don't think we're going to put up
2: with it. There will be sufficient numbers of us. I don't know, Sarge. 863. Let me bring on 863. He's been waiting a while. Go ahead, 863.
11: Evening, Joe. Uh, a day or two ago, you had mentioned something about the emergency broadcast system doing a test yeah. out there and what was going to happen. Do you remember that?
2: Yeah, yeah, and actually I do have a report on that, actually, and I have the actual broadcast. It was suppressed by the uh, technical gods, I guess you could say, and I actually have the actual te- uh, broadcast. Action. I knew you were going to pull me up on that. That's why I said, man, I hope somebody sends me something on that. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> only 12% of the people around the country received it. So they they did they, they suppressed it. Did anybody watch that broadcast? Did you watch it by any chance, Bert?
11: I didn't even hear anything about it.
2: My phone okay, well certainly they, never they went off. No, it went off. It went off, but it was a regular regular uh, uh, pod, uh, broadcast, though. But they, it was just a test, you know what I mean? But uh, they did have it, though. Well, they did have failed. it, so. Yeah, but they only 12% received everything. Hang on, let me see. So, I got it right so here. What were, the,
11: what were all the parano... People saying was going to happen when this test was initiated. There was some sort of uh, repercussion.
2: Well, sorry. you want to go into that? Because we covered that on that show. You, you want to? Maybe you explain it better. You were, you were there, like right in the thick of the yeah, conversation. Yeah, I remember
9: what he said. What he said was it was going to be the precursor and the announcement to totally shutting down all electronic means of communication and the internet. Remember? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it was something and like that. It didn't happen. Yeah. No, and, and this and is the I, reason
11: why listen nobody listens to anything anybody says anymore, and they just show them know. off as being crazy, and justifiably so. The Mayan yeah. calendar and all this crap that they say, and nobody listens to any of it anymore, and when there actually isn't going to be a crisis one of these days, nobody's going to listen. It's like <laughs> well, the boy that right. cried wolf. You're yeah. right. You're absolutely and correct. And, and, you know, and we all, we do have some crises that we are uh, facing yeah, well, we right now. Yeah, we got is I and mean, we need to exaggerate anything. What's happening right yeah, now is it, bad it, enough. And and these yeah. are legitimate. And everybody's like, no, no, no. I'm just going to go to work, and I'm going to take my boat, <laughs> and launch it today, and go camping. I mean, these people. I mean, it's a wonder why. And both sides, Democrats and Republicans, are the one perpetuating this nonsense. But it's like devil, devil's advocate between the two of them, and, and people are just showing it off like it's nothing. You tell them a city's burning yeah. on the other side of America, nah, oh, well, I care, it's not me. They don't care, and this is why America's going to hell in a handbasket. So people need to come to terms with reality of this.
9: You know, but don't ago, if, uh, so if, many people get much of their burning, information from the Internet. There is a vigorous effort to censor and go along with what the government wants them to allow to be published and disseminated. And I think it's really starting to succeed to a great extent.
11: Well, the government yeah. is well, out of control. I think everybody can agree on that. The FBI yeah, is out of control. I just read an article yeah. on them today of them going around and teasing people's, uh, what is it, those safety deposit boxes? which' was just on the news today. They're going around. They went not seize 40 safety deposit boxes on an FBI raid. They totally ignored what the federal judge put in the warrants. And then they got a federal judge to side with the plaintiffs on that case. They're out of control.
2: Just <laughs> oh going no, do that's, they want. that's unconstitutional right there. Oh yeah, that's that's not right. <laughs> yeah, oh, uh, Add it mean, to the
9: list. Add it to the list of
2: unconstitutionality
9: that just seems yeah. to get ignored. Now they got yeah, their mouths right. miles watering to go after people's four oh one Ks and their pensions right now. They are plotting vigorously behind the scenes to go after your shit. They want it all. They want to bring it all yeah. under their under their roof. Complete totalitarian control. They want well, to in it without without getting everybody up in arms over it.
11: I think any- in the cash and an unknown amount of money in precious metals, in the hundreds of millions of dollars yeah. of precious metals. Of well, 15. they did. Bloomberg.
2: What, did, what did he say the other night? Bloomberg did one, two point nine trillion dollar transfer or something, uh, Sarge. He was saying I didn't yeah. catch it because I was monitoring the call board. But I sent Eddie Burt the, uh, the the uh, the the uh, what had happened to the broadcast, and then I sent another link to the actual what they did broadcast and podcast. And there was also that they're activating a lot of the FEMA camps that they built years ago. And, uh, see, they took it down the Internet. They don't, they don't let this stuff stay long. Uh, this link is already down. Um, but but they, uh, they, they, are, they, they began activating the uh, FEMA camps. Uh, and they're actually they're they're being activated, meaning that there's staff in there now, and there's movement in them. There was not movement for like much six, seven years now, you know. Except you know you get the local maintenance truck that goes in there or the inspection guy, but now they're fully staffed. And I'll have those locations probably later on tonight or within the next day or two of the exact locations. So if anybody wants to verify them and check them out and see if I'm bulling, you can go right ahead and do it. But I'll tell you right now, don't get too close to them, you may get yanked in there, you know. But uh, there they are, and people know those places, those Rex 84 camps do exist. They do exist. Operation Garden Plot, all that stuff from years ago, that was all true. And uh, I think Hal Turner, he uh, exposed that, right, uh, Connecticut. I mean, even though he was an FBI informant, but he was uh, he exposed that, and it, you know, when they sold him out and threw him, threw his ass in jail for a little while. But you know. Uh, <laughs> Hal Turner. I don't know if you remember Hal Turner or not, uh, or anybody remembers Hal Turner by any chance. But uh, he was from New Jersey, a, pod, a radio show host. Um, yeah, it was a while that back. We went yeah, he, that he was real outspoken. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I remember him. Yeah, I remember him. I got three, one, four wants to jump in here too. So that's good. I can take a couple more, and then uh, we get a little bit too crowded here. Go ahead, three, one, four.
4: Yeah, what happened to all the radios and stuff going to blow up the other day? I told my friends that they've <laughs> been the last
2: stop of the damn neighborhood. I ain't used to that. Listen, I just covered it hurt that. hurt my Bert reputation. Bert just brought that up. Only 12% percent of the people in this country received the actual message. And the actual message, I did send it out to a few people because I received it. And it had to do with a lot of the... Uh, the COVID stuff and the activation of these uh, FEMA camp, uh, uh, camps or whatever. I don't like calling them camps. They're, they're just, they're, they are uh, uh, what do you call them, compounds, I guess you could say. You know, they're designated areas. They're, they're FEMA locations, emergency uh, locations that they have, the uh, Federal Emergency Management it? Agency. So, uh, you know, why are they activate them? For what? How did you receive So, so only
10: 12%. Those are the people on their list.
2: Well, there you go. There you go. That could be it. You don't know. You don't know. You just don't know why, you know. I mean, I, I didn't ask. You know, I don't ask because I don't want to get involved with that click anymore. They just send that crap to me, and I read it, you know, and then I send it out. And I'd be careful who I send it to because I don't want to get them in trouble, you know. So uh, I don't ask their questions because then they want to start talking to you, and I'm like, whoa. You know, the next thing I know, my, my computer's flashing and clicking and this and that, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so, uh, well, but, I, I'll uh, tell you,
9: the first time I got acquainted with FEMA, I was in the National Guard. Uh, They called us up to go to Camp McCoy to deal with the Mario boat lift. Do any of y'all remember that? When they had all those Cubans coming, when Castro emptied his jails and sent over boatloads of Cuban criminals. That was the early
2: 80s. I was just yeah, man, yeah, I was yeah. at
9: Camp McCoy, and they were saying things like there was no real violence going on. Now, the family units were okay. They were mostly decent people who were looking just to get away from Castro's communism. But the single young men, they were out and out felons, man. I mean, in other words, there were three homicides when I was there for two weeks. Three. I saw the bodies. Yeah. And, it, and and all the while, the public vision was saying, nobody's getting killed.
2: Yeah, see, I, I can't open none of this stuff up. Nowhere. They took it down off the Internet. So it's all Everybody has sent me something, so it's gone. It, the link won't open. But uh, And they sent this to me on my phone, too. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. You know, this guy, the governor, he stands by what he says. And he's all, he's, I'll tell you what, Bert, that guy that comes on, that Jim Carpenter, he's pretty much on the money. He predicted January 6th. I know that. Uh, he predicted the banker bailout. I remember that I mean so he's you know he 's pretty much on the money uh, I mean, can you be right one hundred percent of the time? No, but then again, what happens if you're you're you know this stuff and you try to stop it there's people out there trying to stop it you know so for the greater good i 'm thankfully it didn't happen i 'm glad it didn't happen you know the way they said it was going to happen. I mean, you know, but it was a good day. Hey, we had a lot of people freaking watching, though, didn't we?
5: <laughs> you no, know, I'm not, not real big
2: up. on
11: the whole the whole Nostradamus effect. I think the prophecy yeah. was uh, a man in a blue hat would would uh, lead lead the world for two years and be uh, exterminated at some point. It would plunge the world into world war for 28 or 29 years. I'm going to walk around wearing a blue hat and get a bunch of blow-up dolls and put helium <laughs> in them and... People can think it's a Well, i tell you what, what about the interview you know.
2: last night with the health department? You can't fake that one, man. And that guy didn't know we were on the radio interviewing him. So that was all genuine right there. He thought we were in a private conversation, you know. So he was just spouting off at the ass. I mean, talking about if you got a cell phone, you give up your rights. You lost your rights just because you got a cell phone. What's up with that? <laughs> well, <they can> <laughs> That's our local government.
9: <laughs> well, well, they're going to do provided exactly a pretext what I said they going to away your rights, at least he did it. Hell, they're not even providing the pretext anymore. They just tell we got to submit. Yeah,
2: yeah. They're, well, they're hey, going to do what exactly what I said they were going to do, Joe. You don't yeah,
5: have to be yeah. a
11: prophet to realize that. I, what did I say? Uh, I said, it what, six months to a year ago. They're going to make your yeah. life inconvenient. They're not going to let you yep. get on a plane. They're not going to let you go in a store. Just like before they came out with cell phones. Now everybody's got to have one. Necessity. Yeah. Old days, we used yeah. to have to go knock on somebody's door if we broke down. Here we are. Yeah. To make your life tough.
9: Yep. Remember those days? <laughs> social security numbers will never be used for identification. Well, we got that shipment sailed,
2: ain't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. It says it on the back of your card, doesn't it? People from the, that are born from 69 and under, your 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 social security number shall not be used for identification purposes. I mean, uh, <laughs> well we remember, no. you know, <laughs> Well. You know, well <laughs> what a joke, right? You know it's a $1,000 fine, though, if somebody asks you for your Social Security number and you tell them that you, will, you refuse to get it, give it to them, and if they make you give it to them or if they refuse you a service because you refuse to give it to them, do you know that's a $1,000 automatic? And they got the forms that you can download, and you just hit them with that form, and you file it up at the courthouse, and, they, and you go to small claims court, the judge has to give me 1000 bucks against them as a judgment. Uh, who told me about that? Was that Connecticut that told me about that? I, I don't know. I forget. I don't know. But that, I looked it up, and it's true. So, But then somebody told me because the Patriot Act, that supersedes that. Because the Patriot Act, you have to give your Social Security number because of terrorism, you know. So <laughs> they get around it every which way, don't they? Oh, man. The
11: whole thing is a mess. I get these people calling me up every day. Uh, I am calling from the Internal Revenue Service, Mr. Colucci. I would like to. Can you verify your Social Security Monday? number for me? Yeah, I was like, what, what country are you in? Uh, yeah. uh, what was that number, Mr. Colucci? And i will yeah, I'll confirm my Social Security number. Go ahead. He says, "No, you go and ahead and read night, it. No, you go ahead and read it. I'll confirm." And last
2: night, that was like a spur of the moment thing. I just said, "Hey, let's just call a couple." Of, I did an early podcast, and you know, when I do a seven o'clock show, I'm you know I'm calling somebody because uh, you know because it's early and uh, seven o'clock. You know, I said, "Let's call some of these politicians," and bam, we got right away. We didn't get no answering service. We didn't get put on hold. We got them right on the phone. That was just like a. That was good stuff, man. I, I was like, hey, "Yes, got him." Because once you get a live person, you're gonna, it's gonna be pretty much a success rate for an interview. You know what I mean? But as soon as, you, but if you tell them you're on Blog Talk Radio, or you are just a podcast show. Forget it. You're not gonna get nothing out of them. So, you know, and North Carolina is a one-party state, so I don't need to tell them I'm, inter- I'm recording them. <laughs> you know, so. Uh, but, uh, you know, but I, it, was, it was no uh, no harm done. It was the honest interview, and uh, the guy was honest. And uh, he didn't really say anything that would get him fired. But uh, he pretty much revealed the truth about COVID. Let me tell you, COVID, one big hoax. It's one big hoax. And it's not right. I think somebody asked him, uh, do you think that's right that you guys are promoting this vaccine? I forgot. Maybe that might have been Connecticut, too, that said that. I know Eddie hit him with some tough, tough-ass questions. Eddie's like, this is like Nazi Germany. <laughs> that, was <good. laughs> that was good, you know. <laughs> Lambda
9: variant that we're supposed to be up in arms about next? Yeah, what's that? The Lambda variant now they're supposed to trying to get us all exercised about.
5: Have you heard well, about yeah. it? Well, yeah.
9: No, I haven't heard about it. There's so many but variants it's now. It's parts of South America, and they say it's not slowed by vaccines. So uh, they, 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 uh, they've had substantial outbreaks in Chile, Peru, Argentina, and Ecuador. While we've got, despite, and despite this Lambda variant they're all getting us up in arms about, the Biden administration is keeping the southern border open to southern well, and central American migrants.
2: Hey, go figure. Well, listen to this. Huge lawsuit. Hawaii attorney says COVID uh, vaccines killed nearly 45,000 people. Uh, heard that's that. the uh, you know in Hawaii. So uh, you know, uh, freedom or slavery, man—the choice for the world is upon us now. You know, yeah, I mean, I heard that's about basically what. I heard, it about is. That. I heard about that. I'm really going to yeah. follow that one and
9: see what the numbers appear to actually be, and see if that's correct or if they're higher or a bit
2: lower. But I have
9: no doubt that it's certainly in the thousands.
2: Yeah. No, most definitely. Uh, Texas restaurants back down after government informs them vaccine requirements are illegal. You know, I mean, so you see even Texas backing down, man. When Texas backs down, forget it, the country falls. Texas is always the leader in everything when it comes to freedom. You know, they're independent, and they, they'll, they'll break away. I mean, but when they start backing down, we're in trouble. I mean, really. Infuriating video, child cries as she's held down, injected with COVID vaccine. Against her will. That is, if you believe in God, shame on you. You know, a uh, man forcibly imprisoned in a mental health asylum for a different opinion on COVID. <laughs> you know, lockdown created one million new alcoholics in England. <laughs> you know, What do you think about wait, that one? Did, huh? did, did, did you
9: hear the story of the liberal Texas mayor who said that a seven-year-old child cried with joy over a pro-mask court ruling because Abbott issued an order prohibiting schools from mandating masks. And this is on the Morning Joe show on MSNBC. And at one point, there's a contributor there who asked what the response from the parents have been. And this mayor, Mayor Ron Nirenberg, said he'd been overwhelmed by hearing from parents in tears of joy in response to the news of the court ruling. And then he added this. I had someone tell me yesterday that their seven-year-old daughter cried when she heard the ruling because she felt like somebody was caring about them and their health. Man, this is all propaganda.
2: It sure is. It sure is. Well, H.R. 4989, to direct the Secretary of Homeland Security to ensure that any individual traveling on a flight that departs from or arrives to an airport inside the United States or a territory of the United States is fully vaccinated against COVID-19 and for other purposes. Right there. There you got it. Right there. That's from the Biden administration. That's the latest. Right there. Um, you know, so, that's it, you want to travel in the United States, HR 4980, 117th Congress, there you go, they're going to be, uh, talking about that, I guess, so, uh, that's, that's sad, man. I mean, uh, you know, you've got to have it. So I don't know what Connecticut's talking about. You know, you, you know you, yeah, you're going to defend yourself. I got uh, you. But, uh, you know, <laughs> by the way, Goodbye, did you hear about What's the that? Uh,
9: coronavirus spike in Martha's Vineyard after Obama's 60th birthday party?
2: Well, has the Daily when Mail
9: back, is reporting that 63 people on Martha's Vineyard have tested positive, with the highest number of cases in a week on the island since April. And it's right well, after
2: Obama's birthday bash. No administration. Well, listen to this. The Biden administration had promised to share framework for verification systems, but ultimately left them all to the private sector and local government. Governments, we, we know that because last night they told us that, in part because of the political sensitivities. Still, while more severe, uh, severe measures such as mandating vac- vaccines for interstate travel or changing how the federal government re- reimburses treatment for those who are unvaccinated and become ill with COVID-19 have been discussed, the administration worried that they would be too polarizing for, for the moment. Uh, saying the administration is worried the policy would be too polarizing for the moment suggests they will likely change their mind in the near future. For now, the White House has his, uh, is satisfied with mandating all federal employees and all military members to get the jab. The AP article also stated, but even as Biden becomes more aggressive, he has refrained from using all his power to pressure Americans to get vaccinated. Uh, He's held off for the uh, instance on proposals to require vaccinations for all air travelers. What they're going to do, Sarge, is they're going to come out with another stimulus check to to, uh, dumb down the American population to take, uh, you know, to soften them up for the the, uh, mandated vaccination. That's what they're going to do. Oh, wait a minute. I I got a new
9: hot one right off the presses for you, Joe. Have you heard about the fourth corona vaccine that's headed for the United States? And guess what? They're saying that they it's shot in the pandemic. It's called CovaVax. Who made it? Israel? And, oh, no, well, George. It was developed in India. Uh, oh boy. George. It's the Indian brand name for Novavax. and it's an American company that developed it in India. And uh, what you they're know, saying uh... is what they're saying about it. They're saying that um, researchers from 113 sites across the country assessed 29,000 infected patients. Results of the study showed it was 100% effective against the original SARS-CoV-2 and 93% against the alpha and delta strains, both of which are on the WHO's organizations of variants of concern. Now, here's what they say is so special about it. They say they're producing a protein that is immunogenic, which seems to be a stable part of the coronavirus as the virus mutates. So, they got a new one for us, and they got a new thing to allay our fears. And it's coming to a clinic near
10: you. Yeah, well, listen to this one. The show last night, go back and listen to it, and and let's listen to what someone who supposedly knows said. He said they replicated 65 times for a PCR test. I've said it over and over again for the past year, PCR is not the way to test for a virus. And when they use PCR, they're only supposed to replicate it 25 times. When you replicate it 65 times, you can find Mars in there. So people that test positive, that's a false positive because the testing is all wrong.
2: Yeah.
9: Well, and by the go. way, this new virus, this new vaccine still has the goddamn spike protein, which is causing all the blood clots that's gotten people that have to have their limbs amputated. Uh,
2: well, and look, having heart the- problems. this is my prediction right here in the next couple of weeks. You guys who are truckers out there are travelers around. You know, like I said, I don't travel the highways much. But anybody who travels the highways, I guarantee you, you're going to see COVID checkpoints. All right, checkpoints. They're not going to be mandatory to make you take a shot. They're just going to be checking to see if you've been vaccinated because they're going to go around to see how the traveling is around the roads. Your DHS is going to be setting up checkpoints. Watch, next couple of weeks. Mark my words. So, what they're also uh, doing you know, is they're
10: going around cities and they're taking samples out of the sewer system to see what's there.
2: There you, yeah, yeah. Well, all right, we'll do closing thoughts to the podcast here. Anybody want something to say here right Here at the end, uh, you're more than welcome to. Uh, we'll start wrapping it up. Uh, let me see. Do I got, oh, I got a 432 here. Wants to chip in. Go ahead, 432. Go ahead.
6: Good evening. I just wanted to say something about the whole COVID thing. I was in the doctor's yeah, go ahead. office today. And uh, the doctor said that every time that this virus mutates, it becomes weaker. But the problem is, is with gain of function, they add something to it, so it doesn't lose its weakness. Now, everybody's talking yeah. about this delta variant. There's no test for it. I work. Yeah. I work in an industry where they. I work in an industry where they give us a respirator for gas attack, and hell, we only got a forty percent chance of walking away from it if we get hit with H2S gas out here. So. We're, you know, I don't understand this whole this whole damn thing about why everybody's getting upset about it. You know what? This is this is their fucking plan. This is their plan to control all of us. And they and the CDC just came out and said that they they are going to activate their internment camps. And I am a driver, and you know what? I do see the end. The end is coming quickly now.
2: I agree. I agree with one hundred percent. And uh, I agree with that. You're that. Absolutely correct. You know, and, and but the thing it is, what can we do about it? Is there anything that we can do? We always ask for answers, and I don't mean to put you on the spot we can, or anything. But I'm just
6: saying, if you got a uh,
2: actually, like a suggestion or something, you know, what can we do to reverse this damn thing?
6: What can we do? You really want to hear it? You may have to do some editing. What we really have to hey, do is grow a set of balls throw it at me. In this Go ahead. country. We have to throw a set of balls in this country and take the country back by force. If our military there you won't go. do it, our government leaders won't do it, then you know people certain certain people, someone's gonna have to step up. Someone's gonna have to yeah. step up and say, Hey, I'm the fucking leader and let's take this fucking bitch over. Plain and simple. Yeah. yeah. You guys work I, for look us. What, hey, look what look look what happened to mine and my wife's countrymen in nineteen thirty three. A great man named Adolf Hitler came in and said, You know what? Fuckers, I'm the daddy now. We're taking over yeah. and we're gonna get shit straight. And that's what he did. That's what we're going to have to do. And you know what? This is why me and my wife joined the NSM, is because we're looking at Bert to do this one day. We're looking at, we're looking at Commander Bert to one day stand up and say, fuck it, it's time. It's time to well, do, get to the do people the right behind things for our fucking people.
2: You know, but you got to have support, and you got to have the numbers too, you know, and, and I'm all for it. I'm all for it. We'll rally the troops, but, I, you know, I don't think, think Burt wants the job, though. Bert, you want ready for the job? <laughs> well, We shouldn't do that to them, Maybe. <laughs> well,
11: I, I, yeah, I mean, yes and no. I, I can't believe that I'm the most qualified person in the United States to do this. <laughs> We're that number seems too amazing.
9: Well, yeah, <laughs> I mean, in trouble, man, remember well, they can isolate you if you don't get con- you don't get people acting. It's too easy to isolate you. Remember the Symbionese Liberation Army? What happened to them?
2: Yeah, well, but yep. I believe the national – I believe they the platform, the goals guns. that they have is the most uh, achievable ways because the Constitution way, the lawful remedy, they're not respecting the law. And I believe what that caller said is absolutely true. You've got to throw it – You got somebody's going to have to step up and say, hey, you know, you can go coincide and, and take back over with the law, but you just can't do it by the law because they control the courts. You know, you know, you're not going to get it. You're not going to do it. Yeah,
11: and unfortunately it takes lots of money to get the truth to come out. Even if yeah. it's factual and it's open and closed, you gotta. I mean, look at Charlottesville right now. Yeah, I mean, it's an open and closed case. You got 100 million dollars to go in there and prove it. It's a, it's that way with. I mean, not just that case, but it's that way with the SCOTUS. It's that way with everything. So what we have to do, I think, is we have to make all these weirdos out there as comfortable as we can. Maybe I'll start coming up with some shirts that say, "Take your Jew flat, take your Jew shot." Stick it up your ass. I think it would sell. What do you think? <laughs> yeah, I, I I like it. What well,
6: what well, you know to tell you you know to tell you the truth now me and my wife personally I, I'll tell you right now we're hoping that someone like Vladimir Putin or someone hits this fucking country so goddamn hard that it will start the party because you know yeah. what when the party starts they're gonna see something they've never seen before.
2: Oh yeah, the American. Yeah, you push the you push the down American, the red blooded American who's willing to stand up and fight. Not these punks out there, these Antifa punks, or these other uh, socialist, uh, uh, commie bastards. They they're not fighters like Bert said. They're weak as hell. But you put you know somebody you know you put them up against something like us. What man? We'll take it to their ass. We ain't no malnourished Iraqis now. You know, we're not those uh, you know uh, these stand people out there. And we, we we'll we'll fight, we'll fight, and we'll we'll take it yeah, to, so to the right.
9: warfare. You when don't fight to the enemy's strengths. You fight to his weaknesses yeah. and to your strengths. So well, you know, I, 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 it, it, you know, I, I, and, it, you know I, and that's one thing that many of us who understand the nature of things know what has to be done. <laughs> All right, man, well, i got to wrap it I'm up. There.
2: Everybody correct. goes down I'm, the line. Go for four, three, two. Go ahead.
6: You talk first. Go ahead. Well, I'm going to correct you about the sand people. The Afghanis, let me tell you something. I have a lot of respect for them because I've worked. I've worked around them. I have a lot of respect for the Afghanis because, you know what, those little fucking sand bastards, after 30 years of us being over there, you know what, they took back over their country. They kicked the fucking Soviets out. They've been kicking That's everybody's true. ass. With a, That's them, true. With a simple thing. Simple thing, called fourth-generation warfare. The Vietnamese did it. My uncle was a force reconnaissance Marine. He'll tell you the same damn thing. The Vietnamese whooped our ass. You know, militarily, with fourth-generation warfare, they whooped our ass. Let me tell you something, I have a lot of respect. I have more respect for them fucking Afghanis than I do a lot of these fat-ass Americans and these fucking, uh, let, me, let me be politically correct so Bert doesn't call me later and go, Shoemaker, you've got to <laughs> cut your shit out. So, you know, these African-Americans, let me tell you something, I got a lot of respect for them, fucking Afghans, because they know how to stand and fight. And they've been standing and fighting one of the greatest military units for almost 30 fucking years. It's called an American military. They've been standing and fighting with us. And now look at it. Joe pussy ass Biden left Afghanistan. They damn near took the whole fucking country. Look and think about that. 30 years and billions of dollars. We just flushed it down the toilet. That's how fucking great yeah. we are. Just think, America. America has been losing for the last 50 years. They lost Vietnam, Afghanistan, 9/11, war on drugs. Yeah, this country's a real fucking bright future, right?
2: Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. But you know, but some of us have been sitting there idling. Idling. We need we, and we should blame ourselves too because we, we, we. You know, there are some good fighters in this country. You know that that. But and we haven't done nothing but watch the war pass us on by and watch the government step all over our goddamn liberties. You know
6: so and take them away well you know and something else too you know that i've heard and i don't mean to jump in here I, I just but you know a lot of people i've seen people here talk about oh i'm a convicted felon i can't train oh i'm a convicted felon i can't do this bullshit let me tell you something a few years ago me and my wife we, we were uh living in washington state with eddie well eddie was i don't know if he was there at the time but there were some people who were training with aerosol. You know. I don't give a fuck what your status is in this country, convicted, not convicted, whatever the hell. Get off your fucking couch. Get out there. Start training. Start fucking yeah. uh, learning how to do things. There's fucking plenty of courses. I, you know, there's plenty of – I shouldn't say courses, but there's plenty of material online to study. Hell, if you got to, call the boss there. Call Commander Burt and fuck hell, he'll direct you if you're too fucking stupid to find something. He'll direct you in the right direction. You know, there's plenty of ways to learn this stuff and get ready for what's coming. Because what's coming is coming in about a year.
2: Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think it will be about a year, year and a half. Uh, I never thought I'd
4: hear hear whites talking like this anymore.
2: I thought they was all
4: gone.
9: (laughs) Well, you're right. That's no (laughs) shit. That is no shit. I always say. I always say whites just well, got to get up off their ass hey, do and do what they're to supposed to do. Black people got can't tired do it. of what are putting up with from the Brits. Well, well, ain't well, enough of it me it. and
6: Sarge. Well, look at this here. Now, I'm going to tell, tell you what kind of fucking people we are. My wife is 63. I'm 53. We train. We try training every other weekend or damn near every day. We're doing something around here in our property in Seminole, Texas, to get ready for this fight. You know, I've taught my wife. How to do distance shooting? I taught her how to do glassing and and things like that. White people need to fucking put the beer down, get off the fucking couch, and quit watching sports and get your ass outside and get ready to get busy. Because if not, the niggers are gonna run you over and so is the fucking government.
2: Yeah, <laughs> you got well, that right. You know, train, train. Uh, You're right. Train. Be ready. Well, look,
9: I, I look, I, I look. I served 26 years with white mostly white men and the ones I knew were tough. They were confident and most of all they were confident. Now I don't know what the fuck happened to white men, but thank God they weren't the ones I had to serve with or I might not be here today. There you
6: have it. There you, have it. Well, I, you know you know, I, I think I think what people need to do is also part of the problem with white people nowadays. They need to set the differences inside of Religion or politics or whatever, you know, and we all need to come together because if not, you know, like Commander Bird to tell you, we're going to take a fucking and ain't nobody. And, and, and hey, they ain't going to, hey, they are not going to fucking lube one. it up for us. They ain't
2: going to wear no gloves. We're already taking one. <laughs> we're already spitting in our it gonna go
9: face. They ain't going to have no Vaseline neither. Spitting in the face of the Supreme
2: Court, for God's sake. Yeah. What do you maybe yeah, think about right. us? Uh, we see. I got, uh, Bert, Bert, you still on here? You want to say something here at the end? Uh, press 1. I don't know where the hell he went. I think he went. Well, I don't know where his number went. Uh, we scroll up and down here. Uh, I don't know if he wants to. There he is. There he is. All right. You might want to say something here at the end because we only got about two minutes. But go ahead, Bert. I'll let you take us out. How about that? You take us out of here. Go ahead. Take us to this, the, right. the well, flames of fire. Well, I mean, uh, pre- appreciate the support out there,
11: everybody. Uh, NSM88.org got their website. Check it out. There's a lot of factual stuff on there. It's not a bunch of opinions, it's facts, it's scientific facts, read it, comment on it if you want, say whatever you want to say, check out our podcast, um, Joe comes on our podcast all the time, I think most everybody from this podcast has been on there, but you guys are all welcome, and don't be shy, regardless of what color you are, we want to hear from everybody out there, you know, it feeds into what we're trying to do, so anybody that, you know, that's why I call it open phones,
5: because we basically
11: go. just want to hear from everybody and air everybody's take on it, regardless of... Uh, whether they see eye to eye with us or not. So uh, we're going to be in Texas September 25th, so it'll be a good time. So, uh, Bianchi and uh, Starge, there's your white
2: revolution right there. <laughs> we're going for yeah, it. Got, I got 60 <laughs> seconds. Connecticut, you want to say something real quick? Go ahead.
10: They didn't put a 10-foot-high fence around there to keep them in. They put a 10-foot-high fence to keep us out. Nothing happened to the white men. It's those political dirtbags that we have in the District of Criminals that are making the white men seem like they're pansies, to seem like they're faggots, to make them into nothing, because they are scared shitless of us. us. They are. They are.
2: All right. Well, they better be. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in tonight. I appreciate it.
1: But we are making a stand, and we're waking everybody up that 9-11 was an inside job. And you are the minority. You are the cowards who don't know the truth. You're the people that serve this evil system. You're the people that serve a system that hurts innocent men, women, and children. Not just Iraqis, not just Afghans, not just Africans, but the people right here in this nation. you serve a new world order that attacks and feeds on you. And I'm here to tell you that you will be defeated! Your hours are numbered! We've got the energy, we've got the life force. All you've got is evil backing you up. All you've got is greed. and liking going to look at yourself in the mirror. Because deep down the New World Order is a pot-bellied chicken necked ninny. And all the armor and all the weapons are nothing! You are nothing compared to good You are nothing compared to life And you will be defeated I want the individuals out there I want free humanity to turn themselves loose To cut the chains loose And to use the end of that chain to slap the New World Order right upside the head, you've got the power. You want to know who's going to defeat the New World Order? It is you. You're the individuals that are going to be able to defeat this system. You're the individuals that are going to be able to take down the new world order. It doesn't matter if Ron Paul wins. It doesn't matter if they rig the election. What matters is that we're starting to stand up. We're starting to move. We're starting to find our legs. We're starting to build our muscles. We're starting to realize that we do have power, and we can work together, and we can take action, and that the naysayers are a pack of weak liars who have never had any successes in their life, and who are upset and frustrated to see us beginning to have victory against tyranny they don't have any respect for themselves they don't have any vision and they don't have any will and they sure don't have any of the power that shines out of God's soul and energizes all life in the universe They have wed themselves to death, and they will crumble, and they will fall, and for eternity, we wed ourselves to life, and to everything good, and everything that flows from it.